0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This show is brought to you in association with Ladbrokes for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at ladbrokes.com.
1: Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that always checks the admin forms of our podders in case they're replaced at a later date by Celtic podders. This week on Heart and Hand, the magic hat is a magic man. Welcome to Heart and Hand. My name is David Edgar. I'm your host, and I'm joined this week, as always, by Mr. Scott Van Den Yes, hello. Good to see you again. How's Good life treating away. you, Scott? Sorry? How's life treating you?
2: Very well, um, very well indeed. In fact, uh, last night we were at the Shyberry Excelsior. We were? I don't know what
1: it is now. No, if it isn't, it's um, still that. They're not allowed to change it. This is Scotland. You can't change names of things. That's true. As anyone will tell you, in Kawinning the, the Spar um, hasn't been a Spar since 1988, and indeed was only a Spar for one year, but is still the Spar.
2: It's traditional.
1: Yes, that's what we do. It's so, tradi- I mean, technically I still call it Broomfield. Yes,
2: new Broomfield. Yeah. Um, so, yes, things are going well. It's, it's pissing down rain, but hey, I'm indoors.
1: Yeah, or, exactly, exactly.
2: Or so I mean, hey, who's
1: laughing now? Me. Yeah, exactly. That's the stuff. Right. Well, loads and loads to talk about this week, Scott. Uh, Scott and I were dandies, and uh, we were in hospitality at the Shirebrook Celsius, and you can see the pictures on that uh, on Twitter. Uh, I won't get much sympathy, even though I had a sore back. Um, I don't think people are going to rush to to be that sympathetic, seeing that you know I had free food and drink and all the rest it's, of it. It's caused us a bit of a problem though, because.
2: The- Obviously, in the past, we've had to mix with the likes of well, you listeners. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's not really ideal. Not
1: through choice, really. Not
2: through choice. No. Whereas um, last night gives a real taste for what we should be, should be doing. Yeah,
1: we, we absolutely should. We'll come to that in a minute. Let's start off yeah. with the Hibs game because uh, there's been a lot of talk, mainly from Hibs, uh, in the build-up to that match about how you know the six-two was a false result and they were going to put us in our place, and uh, certain lessons that can be that can be learned from that match. The lesson I take from it's quite a positive one, believe it or not, and maybe it's because I'm in a positive frame of mind, but the lesson I take from it is, when Rangers play well, they hammer Hibs, and when Rangers play badly, they beat Hibs.
2: Yes. Um, Hibs are a lot better. they raised their game, they did everything they could, and they're six points behind us after all three games. Yeah. So, if it's a crisis for us, it's a bit of a mini-crisis.
1: So. We didn't play well. Um, we, we didn't play well against Hibs. We couldn't get a passing going. It was a very hot day, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying you could see that it mentally affected both teams. There was slackness in the play of both sides that I don't think is normally there, which I think was a combination of the weather and the tension, because it obviously was a big game, and it was nice to actually have a big game like that back at Ibrox. It's been too long since we've had that feeling of, of an absolute must win, and it felt like one of those old six-pointers. Now... Yeah. Again, we rode our luck a little bit in terms of uh, Hibbs missed a glorious chance at nil nil through um, the the player uh, Liam Henderson. Now, I don't normally get involved, by the way, in, in talking about people's looks, right? No, but you do. Well, I do? Yeah, well, well, what am I supposed to do in this case? I mean, the guy looks like a really really ugly person. I mean, talking about you know someone like the killer from the second series, of, or the first series of True Detective, right? Um, like a big sort of potato-shaped human being, man, has tried to breed with Mr Potato Head from... Toy
2: Story. Toy
1: Story. And then whatever has been born has been involved in a nasty car accident.
2: Yes, I mean, to be honest, from, from Louis Henderson's perspective... He was burned down on goal, and it wasn't really a bad miss. I mean, consider the weight of the potato head he has to carry on his shoulders. Yeah. Constantly trying to drag him down to Earth via the gift of gravity.
1: Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe not so much like a potato, maybe more like a turnip. It's, it's like a squash turnip.
2: But it's definitely a legume. It's vegetable.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely... He it, it does resemble a root vegetable.
2: We can't deny that. We can't deny which, that. Which root vegetable... Is open to yeah,
1: what, what which root vegetable is entirely based on your favourite root vegetable? I, I see a little turnip in them. Um, I think the more exotic among us could see a squash squash. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of, of different things we went about to America, Henderson. Was a
2: Henderson.
1: Oh, th- yeah, they, they make things sound, sound more ex- exotic. Eggplant, you know. He eggplant does, I don't think he really looks like an eggplant, although his face was kind of quite puce after that mess. Uh, it was a really bad pass. The thing that made me laugh is, you had Hibs players going, "Oh, Liam Henderson, um, he was the best player on the part." No, no, he wasn't. Right, Rangers didn't play well, and we still had better players than that. Um, the goal, Scott. The goal. Yeah, Hibbs were complaining saying they didn't think it was a free kick. I, I have to say, I, I did. I have to say, I don't
2: really
1: care. Yes, that's um, a good point.
2: Hibbs can moan all
1: they like. Well, they will. They've got Alan Stubbs as a manager. It
2: was a free kick in the sense that the ball hit his hand.
1: Yeah, and stopped it going into the box. And
2: that's the rules of football. Yeah. Take that away.
1: Then who knows if it was a free kick or not. -hmm. uh, Yeah, if you ignored the rules of the game and... And the fact
2: that happened.
1: And the fact it happened. And if you ignore the fact that they then had the opportunity to defend that goal.
2: Yeah.
1: Then if you take away all that and just ignore the goal and, in fact, if you take away Liam Henderson's miss and add it in as a goal, then technically Hibs won. I
2: mean, those are the
1: margins... Those are the margins in football, aren't they? See if it wasn't for rules and goals scored and winning games. Yeah. Alan Stubbs would be the new Martello Leppi. He would be.
2: But unfortunately... Well, actually, his interviews in English would probably make as much sense as Martello Lippi. So. I think he should probably try interviews in English. He should one day. I mean, to be honest, he comes over here and, he's, and he, whatever it is, I mean, I don't know where he's from, Alan Stubbs, originally. but um, Romania, I believe. I think he doesn't even use an interpreter. And, to be honest, it's bold. It's, bold it's brave,
1: isn't it? I mean, after the game, I think we've actually got a clip here. So just one second, I'll just tee this up.
2: Yeah. So uh, who can argue with that?
1: Who can argue? I
2: mean, he makes a lot of fair points in that piece. Apparently. Uh, you know?
1: Uh, he's... I, I love Alan Stubbs because... It's quite clear that he spends, you know, he does his, his training, and then at the end of every session, he runs a bit with his hands in the air, shaking. "Sivko, Sivko," you just know it. Yeah, we are so in that guy's mind.
2: Yes, he's a wee Celtic corner boy. Yeah, and he just can't get over us at all.
1: No, he just can't. We are the and big bad, rangers to him.
2: The hating us makes it like a rivalry, like yeah. a direct rivalry, and it's just hilarious.
1: Well, the thing is about Hibs fans, right? See in the past, we didn't like them, right? Obviously, because they were rivals, right? But you always respected them. But now they're just basically Dundee United light, aren't they? They're just, yeah. uh, hi Celtic, can we fillet you a little? And uh, so we hate Rangers too, and you're like, good, enjoy the championship next year, you dicks, right? We're going to be away winning shit, you're going to be doing here for quite a long time. But hey, you never sold to Scott Allen, what an achievement. You know, yeah. bring out your end, I, I guarantee you that'll be their end of season DVD this year, it will be called We Didn't Sell Scott Allen to Rangers.
2: Yeah. But picture
1: giving a thumbs up on the cover. Yeah. Now, before uh, that, that, I'll do a kind of, I'll do a sort of uh, one of those lead-ins that the pros do there. Because I was going to go and we'll, we'll talk about the Erja game, but it was such sex that we should talk about it separately. But before we do, I suppose we, re- we don't really talk about uh, Celtic except to laugh at them on this show, right? Yeah. Uh, so it would be really easy for us to sit here at, and laugh at Celtic's misfortune this week. Well, that means we've really got no excuse not to...
2: I think so. I mean, oh, David, I think to be serious for a moment, I'd like you to consider the coefficient.
1: Hell <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Scott Allen, right? Well done, mate. That's, that's a belter. That is absolutely superb. That you signed for Celtic to play in the Champions League. Uh, Andy Halliday will play in the Champions League before you do, son. Yeah. he must have just been sitting there thinking you know oh what the fuck have I done
2: I'm here for the Champions League and to play in front of massive crowds
1: it's yeah. a no brainer I feel sorry yeah, for that top... brainer, no I feel sorry for that top tier at Parkhead Scott seriously it's, it's going to see less action this season than a, a one legged 80 year old prostitute I know there's just got nobody in it like your average Celtic fan, there'll be nothing up top. Hey, um, it is a pretty grim season for them now, and uh, good, good. Yeah. Uh, it was a disastrous performance. I don't normally watch Celtic. Uh, I was, I <laughs> uh, believe it or not, to, to, to kind of portray my uber staunchness. Uh, in the first half, I was watching uh, Luton Town versus Stoke yeah. in the in the whatever they call the Rumbleo's Cup these days. And uh, I got a few texts And people said No you should watch this They're definitely going out They're utterly hopeless And uh, I, I flicked onto it And it was worth it Just to watch Chris Sutton's Hilarious mental unspooling uh, after. And afterwards it was great Because he said yeah, But the, the, what can Celtic do You know, They can't compete with the money That's been spent Look at England They're spending 9 million On a player in the championship And Daryl Curry went Yeah but Malmo don't have any money they, they, Their wage bills are a quarter of Celtics And something went Yeah but anyway They're spending a lot of money In England and it was Chris, like yeah.
2: Chris Sutton made you yearn for John Hartson as a commentator
1: I don't think I'd ever yearn for Scott uh, for John if I ever yearned for John Hartson Scott I would become a eunuch <laughs> you know that that I would just and I'd do it myself with a a, a rusty knife and a and, and a candle to heat it up another yeah. great
2: thing was uh, when Sutton said I don't like Oga Harida.
1: He's he likes a, class.
2: A yeah. class. I'm a Celtic fan. It's
1: just, no, but from Chris Sutton and Patel, I what I was actually certain <laughs> thinking is that between the two of them, I reckon they've got more goals for Celtic than they have combined brain cells. Yes. Although, of course, John Hartson could have been a manual legend. Could have been. Yeah. Also, uh, according also to John Hartson, best,
2: he's also one of the best managers in waiting, who's just never been given that chance.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, for many reasons. But oh, yes. Yeah, all of them fairly obvious. And uh Celtic fans I am sure, because lots of them listen to this we go, Well who are you playing next week? Uh pretty much same level as you are.
2: Yes. <laughs> so, Timmy- yeah. Tim- LOL Yes.
1: You know and I like the way they're still desperately trying to talk up Virgil van Dijk as a ten million defender. They'll probably get like eight million because English clubs yeah, eight million, fine, I've I've got it in the the side of my combat trousers. But uh I don't believe for a second that uh that, they, that their squad is anywhere near as much as... Uh, I mean, who who believes that it's worth a lot? Deluded Celtic fans, not even, really. I think the only people who would think that that squad's worth any money is the, the Mark Guidi level of Celtic fan.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think their fans know that once Van Dijk goes, that's it, in terms of genuinely... Could be quite good saleable assets. Yeah.
1: The I two boys he got from the United are alright, but they're not, you know, five, six million pound players. They're decent players, but they're not.
2: One of them speaks like complete and utter Gaylord. Uh, I don't think you can say that anymore, Scott. One of them speaks like a complete and utter um, gentleman who's got a slightly effete manner. Yeah, hold on. Alright, hold on a minute here, Chris what? Sutton.
1: <laughs> what? What? You are saying that somebody speaks like let's be honest, a bit of a fop and a dandy. I am rock hard. You might well be, but you are not. You would sound it.
2: Right, all I'm saying is, see that film Straight Outta Compton that's coming out? Yeah. pretty much mirrors my life story.
1: Uh, I'd like to just send a big shout out to our good friend Stephen Smith. Um, Stephen Smith, former chair of the Rangers Sports Trust, uh, who this week I think we almost reduced to tears because he's so right on Is is Mr. Smith, isn't he?
2: His biggest tragedy in life, he
1: actually is genuinely upset. That he's not a black female lesbian. Yeah, Stephen. He, he's he worked at Pride marches in the past. Genuinely, he's worked He's a long-standing anti-racism no, campaigner. No,
2: no, as a steward.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. yeah. Um, but he, he genuinely, he genuinely does care about minority issues, and he's he's the most liberal guy you've ever met. Nice guy. Uh, and this week, he put somebody's Facebook post going. Like I, don't, I don't want to see that Public Enemy movie and I was like it's not Public Enemy you dick that's the whitest thing I've ever heard anyone say mm. so uh, clue clocks Stephen Smith
2: yeah to be fair Steve, he did come back and say that he really can't tell them apart <laughs> he, he, he most certainly works. did not no he didn't of course he didn't <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Smith he would never say that but
1: no one would him. say that
2: I thought I'd get him into more trouble than
1: he was already I that would, that would get him in a lot of trouble undeservedly so if he said it which he didn't which but, he uh, did. but, I quite like um, gangster rap as you know well actually I don't like gangster rap I like the 80s stuff I like old school rap I like N.W.A. and Public Enemy the kind of you know intelligent <sighs> stuff I don't really go for the guns and bitches
2: well gangster N.W.A. Stuff. were guns and bitches though
1: yeah but they did so in a sort of angry way it was, it was alright Public it was...
2: Enemy were a bit more cerebral yeah very much, uh, more, very much you had just... two live crew who was just total sexist clap trap yeah. I don't know rap leaves me a bit cold so it's not necessarily in my bag but not for racist reasons like Stephen just uh, <laughs>
1: music reasons. you love Moe do you?
2: I do do, do,
1: do. I'll stop it there no stop it there we could be be getting a stoner but going back to Rangers in terms of stonerific performances you could have a new lad in the midfield that you you take to and his name is Gideon Zellalem
2: now what can be said about Gideon Zellalem that hasn't said quite a lot because he only made his debut last night yeah so we can talk about him
1: yes we can well done (laughs) Um, you've (laughs) passed (laughs) your Gideon Zellalem identification test so continue yes Um. The, bo- the boy's a player Oh he really is Well certainly It's one yeah. game Right let's not get Carried away Because To this day There are Rangers fans Who still think That Vladimir Weiss Is the greatest player They've ever seen Based on that time He made his debut at Easter road yes. uh, and, and despite all the Other available <laughs> evidence But uh, The boy's hell him I mean I, I must admit I thought young guy He'll be a bit slight, Maybe a wee bit too light To play in midfield Not a bit of it Not a bit of it As one of the guys
2: Last night In our box yeah. said,
1: And that, that's not what People might think it is we say, no. look, Scott and I had a couple of men in our box last night Perfectly no. legit
2: Perfectly legit um, One of the guys was saying um, You'd have to get near him first mm, That's true Before you could foul him Yeah Just You can tell Obviously it's, it's Airdrie It's a game that we, we started well And it's hard to tell the level he's at But the time that he made for himself The space he made for himself the, I mean the pass through for um, Waghorn's goal Yeah It's the little things He's only thing You can tell he settled in straight away and he had this little bubble around him of time and space where he yeah. could do things and you could tell straight away that he's going to be a player Especially when he fills out he's 18 now yeah. if he fills out he is, he's definitely going to be a player
1: yeah you're going to be watching this guy in the premiership in five years starring he's a, he's a really really good player he's got touch vision he's quite quick he's strong uh, I, I genuinely didn't know I turned to Scott after 40 minutes last night said, I've been watching this guy closely and I don't know what his strongest foot is no uh, Because it didn't bother him He would just take it in Receive it and look And go He does everything at pace He's got that lovely fluid motion um, The kind of redolent of Arsenal players um, Where he's he, The ball is instantly under control And he's looking for the next pass He's not messing around He's just a really good player But the whole team played well last night uh, In spells actually It might be odd If you didn't see the game We won 5-0 For the first 20 minutes Nobody could have lived with us And for the last 10 minutes Nobody could have lived with us In between we utterly controlled the game But it wasn't quite the same sensational level of performance as it had been.
2: No, it wasn't as intense in the middle of the game, but no. the start was, I mean, I think, I'm not saying they've created a rod for their own back, but see that 15 to 20 minutes oh, to start. That's what they have to do. Again.
1: Kind of hard to pick players out, but I thought Andy Halliday again. Just effortless. I mean, the guy just looks as though he was born to play for Rangers.
2: And I would also like, I think, Mark's top marks should go to Dominic Ball. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's a really good guy. I did Kiernan, I thought.
2: I said Kiernan. I think they, they anticipated quickly what they did was they They went to meet the ball rather than wait, the line was higher, and they basically snuffed out the attacks before they built, and then the distribution was much better than it was on Sunday, much sharper. Dominic Ball especially had a few balls down the channels to um, Waghorn and Odoo, very accurate, long, long raking passes. I'm sorry, I don't know that
1: name that that you mentioned there. Odoo... No, the one before it. Somebody Ball. Oh, Billy Ball. Billy Ball, yeah. Would you explain to the listeners?
2: Oh, Yeah. So last night we decided that because we're older than maybe a lot of our listeners and stauncher.
1: Yeah.
2: Brackets, bigoted, close brackets. No, no certainly not. No, it's nothing to do no, with s- that. No, Staunch. Staunch. Old school, with a K. Old yeah. Old school. That common, common one of our players, Dominic. Yeah. Or even the goalie, Liam. We might struggle with that. Yeah. So to make things easier, just simple, they're going to get called Billy. Yeah. Okay. So Billy Ball and Billy Kelly. Yeah. Reserve goalie. Are our sort of players that will keep an eye on this season? An eye so, eye on this
1: season, yeah, absolutely. Billy did
2: well. Billy did well. And uh,
1: uh, James Tavernier, the blue Cafu, done it again.
2: Blue Cafu, I mean, to be brutally honest, is he the best right back in the world? I think you've got Is a
1: he the best striker?
2: Well, we? <laughs> Goal a game almost. Ah. Um,
1: Let's just sign a right back and shove him up front.
2: He's very good. The thing about Tavernier I like is his confidence, he's very accurate with his shooting. He doesn't like. You know, you hear these things about. Oh, remember Roberto Carlos?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, that was a free kick. And then it went back and he'd scored something like four and eight Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, to me he's extraordinarily accurate with his shooting. He either makes the keeper make a save or he scores. He joins an attack. I noticed this when Zilalem had the ball. Always available on the right every single time he was in space. And he's got pace to recover if he gets caught out of position. And I like the look of him. He's not been tested. He's not come up against a really good winger yet. No. Obviously we have to see how he is the defending but as we've talked about in the sport for five years no fullbacks can defend these days so it's hardly as if he'd be unique anyway
1: yeah absolutely so uh, all in all a really really good start and uh, sets us up nicely then to to go to Queen of the South tough game but, uh, coming up in Dumfries but uh, the way we are playing there's no excuses about pitch or anything is there
2: no I think we played in a plastic pitch was it last night yeah and Alowa so it's the third in what, a couple of weeks I think it'll be okay. The only piss about the the game in general, I think, is, and it shows you how fans are getting pissed about who go to the game. Apparently, you cannot get to the game by public transport at all. That's right. Buses are changed because of the time of the game and where Dumfries is, and I think they have to start thinking about these things.
1: They're not going to.
2: They're
1: not going to do this. That is ridiculous. No, it is awful. The Rangers are playing and you can't go by public transport. I mean, it is absolutely ludicrous. But one thing, actually, before we move off, is that we should say Mark Warburton's interview last night and from speaking to people at the club, he was genuinely blown away. He couldn't believe that for this kind of you know, low-order cup game that A, it was a sellout and B, that 7,000... Uh, Rangers fans made up the bulk of the crowd. He was like, This is incredible that it's like a home game, you know. He what we had as an away support last season they'd have been happy with their home support
2: at Brentford. Yeah. So it was it was incredible scene. He's interviews everything he says now you want to read. Like he also said something fascinating last night. I don't know if you saw it or maybe the night before where he was talking about the loan system. Yeah. And what it might what it might mean for the our youth system. And he said what it might mean is we'll see the standard that has to be reached and he said over the next few years he'll reach the best players for the squad mm-hmm. and everyone hopes that that's Rangers that that is youth players but he said if not I'll go elsewhere he said I'm not playing youth players because they're in the youth that came through our system
1: absolutely no, that so makes, makes I'll buy sense. an 18
2: year old or a loan one or I'll play one of our own depends who's the best 18 year old and he said everyone in the youth set up is now excited by that challenge of leading. see that's the way he thinks
1: yeah no, that is the way he thinks it's, it's high standards and strive to get better all the time that's it's exactly fantastic. what we needed
2: and unlike to as we've said, and I hate to say this, not one pre-match or post-match interview ever added anything to anyone's understanding of no. football or the club. Warburton, in a couple of months, you want to see what he says. There's people on certain websites, like Mark's website, who are watching all these videos, they're posting videos, people are just watching interviews with the manager. It's incredible, people just want to hear his thoughts on the game. And that is something, I mean... What he's done in a couple
1: of months is nothing short of incredible. No, it's it's, it's a miracle. Okay, then, well, I mean, happy and upbeat, which is slightly scary for us, but uh, it is what it is. We'll just enjoy it while it happens. Uh, And speaking of enjoying, here's a section that all of you enjoy. Yes, it's the Sporting Integrity Award. Sporting Integrity Awards, when we look around the world of sport and see who's made the biggest dick of themselves over the past seven days. It's named in honour of Sporting Integrity, that concept in Scotland which is rolled out every time the fairness of the basic laws of the game are challenged, or more pertinently, when Rangers look as though they might get something good going on. Scott? Yes? The section that you made your own.
2: Well, I often joke with the listeners that this is the erection section. This week, sadly, is in Mm. part and okay? mm-hmm. I'll come to that later it's a subject I know that you find a bugbear as well it's horrific I don't want to necessarily touch on it David but I'm afraid the youth of today are going to have to be looked at later Okay. Yeah. I know you don't like them either I don't like it but we're going to have to address it quite like um, the band the youth well, of today well well, that's okay well yeah but th- but that's youth of today trademark TM i know. not they're, they're a punk band well I'm talking about youth of today as in like Young people, no, the the youth, they're the youth, mate. You know,
1: yeah. The people with like the shaved ball sacks and no, slu- Sadly, eh, no, no socks.
2: And it's a, a salutary tale for some. I like to think that over the years we've educated a lot of them away from that, yeah, and into things like real ill jumpers, and staying in a lot, listening to sex music. Yeah, we have fun. Have biscuit retrospectives. Yeah, life. And, and there's more of that to come today. We're going to teach you there of your ways again with another salutary tale. So kids, listen. Straight out of Trumpton. Straight out of Trump. First up, oh, a, few, a few furries from around the globe. <laughs> First of all, absurd Hull owner, Assem Alam. You yes, know the man, don't you? I do. He's decided to boycott certain, certain games. Do you know what games he's boycotting? Go on. Hull City games. Ah, that's interesting. His own team's games. Yeah, it's quite interesting, isn't it? They, because the FA won't let him change the name, as you know, to Hull Tigers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, David, Hull City. How many letters are on the word city? Four. How many letters in the word the Tigers? Uh, six. Yes. I can't believe their amateur response to this. Look at Hull Tigers. It's shorter. Uh. Look at Google, Apple, Twitter. We'd be just like that. See, this is the thing.
1: Does he genuinely think that, that changing the name of the club and suddenly Hull are going to have a worldwide fan base? They're not. Right? And I think it's become, as it does for rich and powerful guys... Just a question of ego. I want to do this. I can't believe I'm not being allowed to do this. Uh, yes. There is the argument, and it's a logical one, that he bought the club, he can do what he likes with it. And I do I do get that. But I also do think that football clubs are desirable because they're different businesses and because they're slightly uh, strange and in, in away from... from the, they are a traditional... Mm-hmm. There comes a certain cachet with owning a football club and being involved in the Premier League. And part of that is fan base history and tradition of that club now the fact is is that you can change Hull City's name to Hull Tigers uh, tomorrow they're not going to suddenly be the biggest club in, in Indonesia or whatever it's going to be Manchester United, it's going to be Liverpool it's going to be Arsenal and that'll never change as Chelsea and City are finding out they'll be big clubs but they'll never be Manchester United or even Liverpool or whatever because you cannot buy history, you need to create it so maybe in 50 years of Chelsea doing this that they'll have this cachet but it won't happen overnight, and, and it's just a ludicrous thing to, to suggest. But clearly he could do with uh, brushing up on his maths.
2: He could, yes. It's a longer name. Sorry, Assam. Next, a wee trip to Croatia, to our friend Zdravko Mamic. No,
1: yeah, we haven't heard from him this season.
2: <sighs> because the reason is he's, he's in court, David.
1: No, oh, never good.
2: Um, he's, it was his bail hearing for his trial for fraud and bribery, OK? Mm-hmm. And he turned to the prosecutor during the trial and said, I'll butcher you. Right? Ugh. But, probably his lawyer then stopped and said, can I clearly state at this juncture that that wasn't a threat? It did sound like a threat. It sounded like a threat to me as well. Wait, well, so, the only thing that could have made it worse is if he turned around and
1: said, nah, it's not a threat. It's a promise.
2: It's a promise. So, Zdravko's not taking it well, okay?
1: No. They tend then, not to, do they, these uh, Romanian overlords?
2: They don't. see a Croatian overlord, but same thing. Well, the, the thing problem. is, is that
1: when he turned up in court stroking that white cat... Yeah, well, you know, wearing a polo neck, it probably probably didn't look good.
2: The other thing is, when you go online and read all these stories a bit more deeply, they always are guilty. Yes, that's that's the, not even that guilty. No, they got in court outraged, and then you look into, it and they did do all the things. Yeah, it's just a
1: hundred percent. You know, it's, it's like, you you did this, then you well, yeah.
2: Yeah, another friend of the pod, Louis Nicoline, Lulu, right. Lulu, yeah, Montpellier owner, the mad Montpellier owner. He was asked about Marcelo Bielsa's surprise resignation after just one game at Marseille. Yeah, and he looked at the, you know, the, the serious-minded football journalists said never liked him. Why? Because he's a total dickhead. Fair. That's a perfectly valid reason for not liking somebody. There you go. But mainly, you wouldn't expect that from your chairman, would you? So that
1: was no, him. possibly not. But for instance, Ronnie Dyler. the yeah. guy's quite clearly a dick, right? I mean, you say what you like about it, but the guy's quite clearly a, just a bit of a wally, you know? Yeah. Like the the whole. Oh, uh, I dressed up in a bask and waved a sex toy at my under nineteens team. You know, uh, that's not a hilarious anecdote, mate. It's actually a bit troubling. Especially at that club. We we have to talk about the Thai Tim's. We've avoided it in this show, but you know now that mainstream media are covering one. it. Yeah. Do, for those of you who don't know, go and look this up. Thai Tim's has not been offensive to any listeners who've gone. Eh, that that's what they're called, right? And basically, it's a group of Celtic fans who've gone to work with. Kids, d- mentally disabled kids, in Thailand, and what they do is they dress them up in old Celtic strips and teach them songs about Scott Allen and Paul McBride and and Brother is Wilfred. And they go, oh, "Isn't this great? We're out here helping." And like, no, it's not. You're indoctrinating disa- mentally disabled kids to sing your frigging propaganda. That's sus. That's deeply wrong.
2: It's so troubling. They have these kids dressed up in Celti tops, to singing songs about why the SFA always give penalties to Celtic. Tops. <laughs> yeah, and these kids it, clearly have no clue what the fuck they're singing about. No, it, it's one of the things you'll see. But they have made a tribute to Scott Aaron. And can I only say that the same day that came out, the same day the tribute came out, the pictures emerged of Scott Aaron g- running out at Parkhead. Yeah. Now, tribute or no tribute from the Thai Timms, I've rarely seen anyone less happy than the last time I was on the dating
1: market yeah it's, um, it, I think as I say it had a, a very kind of you have your logical reaction which is look Champions League football lol but Champions League football eight grand a week sign for it now I'm a professional footballer I can do what I like I don't care uh, it's all about me and he signs and then he walks out and he hears them and he sees them and he smells it. And he looks around and he goes, ah, fuck. And it's just your visceral emotional reaction. Yeah. But as we said in the last pod, fuck him, made his bed, lie in it, can never sign for Rangers. Ali, Andy Halliday's the man. Whereas you will be hated by Celtic fans eventually as just being like basically a wee daub. That's what they'll call you. And tells you'll just be a jump the date rat bastard forever. So well done. Good luck. Uh, enjoy it, son. Made your bed. But
2: you'll always have the Thai Sing. That's true. That's
1: true. You'll always have a bunch of uh, Waynes who have been taken advantage of by sinister. Part of it like this, see. When I heard that these guys had gone to Thailand, I'm not saying anything, but it didn't shock me. That's all I'm saying. That's it all didn't I'm shock saying. Me not accusing them of anything, but you know, Thailand. You say, yeah. pretty much. If you'd said to me what country did these people flee to, yeah. that would have been in my top one.
2: I think, I mean, obviously, I've not been out there for a while, um, but last time I was there, the Gary Glitter CSC Emerald Mm. was still going strong. Mm. Um, We're going to leave you a new friend of the show, David, okay? Okay. This section, Sergei Sheban. Okay. Premier League Chief from Russia. Okay. And he's got a couple of great stories. I think we're going to like this guy. He's one to watch. One to watch. Sergei Sheban. First of all, in July, the Russian League launched Miss Charming. The Russian Premier League beauty pageant winner, okay. Olga Kuzkova, okay? And they, they give her her an award and all the guys, you know, captains of the teams. So, you know, it's like, it's a sort of press thing and she goes to all the show. A junket? Yep. Five seconds worth of online investigation by a journalist found out that she was a neo-Nazi. <laughs> right, okay, wow. And she had to resign. His comment, it was unlucky for Olga. She appeared to be very charming to me.
1: Well, you know that's that's the thing. I mean, Russia, of course, who uh, frown on any right wing behaviour in the football clubs.
2: They do. I'm just surprised that they were able to identify her particular neo nazi behaviour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How did it
1: stand out? Don't they usually like find them sort of like six quid or something when they hear of this kind of stuff in Russia? They they, they have a pretty dis- you know do? pretty do disgraceful record.
2: When they boo black players there, generally what they do is they tell the black pair to stop mourning, don't
1: they? Uh, yeah, Russia, it's generally kind of a disgraceful attitude to this sort of thing. So at least uh, she was probably unlucky in the context of that country if I, I to get assume me. I assume she's doing glamour shots yes, now. well,
2: you can Google her, folks, Boga yeah. So And his previous best, I like this November 2014, uh, Sergei was at a, a new Premier League junket, a Russian Premier League junket called Stop Swearing. It was a t shirt campaign to get officials and players and you know to stop swearing at each other and have respect in the game now do you remember in England they tried this until the first game of the season when John Terry told the ref to yes I do and they dropped it soon after well he was caught on cat, like with a microphone by one of the journals whispering to his PR head during the launch of the Stop Swearing T-shirt campaign where's my fucking T-shirt <laughs> <laughs> fucking slowly how the fuck up you fucking dick <laughs> 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 During the launch of Stop Swearing t shirt campaign. So one and, to Sergei Chaban, one to watch.
1: Yeah, he's definitely the winner this week, I think.
2: And right. Now, the horrors of young people, David. Right. You know about them. You know more about them than I do, okay? And you sometimes tell me they're appalling tales. You've you've turned my blood cold with stories of lack of socks mm. and the stuff they say, the, the OMG Fucking beards. <laughs>
1: Yeah and the beard Hey look how unique I am By looking exactly like The other four people I'm standing with Well Dicks
2: A regular pod listener
1: I've said said that before I'm going to go on a bit of a rant Right Beards are for two people Right Nonces And Brian Blessed Yes Now You're either a nonce Or you're Brian Blessed If you have a beard So it's up to you Right But unless you can provide proof That you are in fact Brian Blessed Only one other category You can fit into Yeah Think about that young people
2: Basically, you're going to appear very soon on a bag news for you, mm-hmm. or Peterhead's non-swing.
1: Exactly. It's
2: only two destinations for you, unless you get it shaved off, post-taste. Okay? Mm-hmm. Stop it. So, one of our regular listeners, a fan of the pod, has a colleague, and she's a wee, a wee bit older, maybe more nearer our age, okay? Yes. She's wrong side of 30. And she was back in the dating market, you know, again, and she met a younger fella, now, she met him in a bizarre style, but I won't exactly reveal how, because I it may narrow it down too much. But, right. Um, she, um, she met him, she was a hen night, okay?
1: And he was part of the entertainment.
2: Yes, and they exchanged numbers, not bodily fluid, numbers, and got on quite well, and so anyway. So, uh, the friend of the pod said to her one day at work, so how's it going? Don't talk about him, don't talk about him. Oh, huh. So, he says, what's wrong, trouble in paradise? She said, Yeah, well we've been for a couple of drinks, getting on well. So what's what's the next after that? Our friend said, well, presumably dinner. So yeah, that's what I thought. So she got a text from this young gentleman, okay? Yep. Who was young. He was one of the young fellas these days that you get. Got a text from him which had a attachment. Opened the text, clicked on the att- attachment, and it was a video of him masturbating.
1: Nice. That's what they do though, these young people now. In the old days, I would send a girl, like, you know, an amusing sort of text message. Now they send them, here's my cock. Would you like to suck it?
2: But it's just gas. It's awful. Now, needs to say, she dumped him. Yeah. Right? And said, don't ever trouble me again with your filth. Yeah. But then apparently, while investigating this, both the friend of the pod and this... Girl found out that this
1: isn't uncommon amongst that lot no no younger people do this a lot although young ladies are fighting back a little bit and saying that uh, no we don't want it I'll let to any of our female listeners our young female listeners let you into a clue see when a guy asks you to send nudie pictures of of yourself yeah. it's so he can show his mates right yes. it's not just for him and it's not he's he's just going to use it for it's so he can show his mates uh-huh. Yes. No, but what if no it's to show his mates? I but he said no it's to show his mates. Yes. No, but he's going to show his mates, right? Yeah. And if you send it and you suddenly see yourself on the interwebs with you know sitting on top of the washing machine with your flaps open, it's your own fault. Don't do it, don't send it. Right? It's not good. He all men are perverts, just accept it and life will be, be quicker. But the thing Absolutely. is, tell them how long this guy was masturbating for on the video. Well, apparently, she didn't get to the end. Yeah, it's so she claimed, winter. but anyway.
2: It was 17
1: minutes long. 17 minutes? No, I know what you're thinking, listeners. Did he go four or five times?
2: We, we, yeah. Or did he stop in the middle, maybe, to watch the football? Yeah. And, uh, who knows? But what earth is he doing for that length of time, honestly? He can't have been. Can't, I mean, it's just
1: ridiculous. That, it's just awful. Well, the winner, though, has to be the Russian bloke with the. And, yeah, he's, he's a winner, so congratulations. You're the winner of this week's Sporting Integrity Award. That's all from Heartland this week. All that remains for me to do is to thank our executive producer in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Mr. Paul Byers, our sound engineer, Mr. Charlie Ashworth, to tell you that you can get in touch with us by following us on Twitter at ibroxrocks. You can email us, uh, ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk, or you can join us on the Facebook page, which is Heartland on the Facebook page. To my guest, the one and only Mr. Scott van der Acker, I
2: salute thee, sir. Thank you. I may also remind our listeners that we've a couple of years back now. I think David was reminding me it was two years ago. Yeah. Of asking you to give us free stuff for no reason. Yes. It did. It was going quite well. Yeah. And then it stopped.
1: Yeah, that's true. We've had no free stuff for ages. And the thing is, see if you have Ranger related products and you send me and Scott one and we like it, we will tell our thousands of listeners and thousands of followers and they will probably buy one. Yes. So send us cool stuff. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. We'll take it. We'll take anything. Right. We're not proud. We're not proud. Get in touch and we'll take it. Any old shite.
2: Right.
1: Tat, just send it. The freer the better. Yes. That works for me.
2: Our price is aimed roughly at the free side of things.
1: Free side of things and you'll you'll have a, a friend for life in this podcast. My name is David Edgar. I've been your host. I'll talk to you again this time next week. Cheers. Bye.
0: is brought to you in association with lab Brooks for all your betting needs with a new site design and great prices it's our preferred bookie new members can get a free match bet up to 50 pounds when you sign up and use the code lad50 check on site for details at labbrooks.com this is a playback media production to listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk sports social podcast network